is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. And welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. I'm excited that you are here today. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all of the listeners, all of the supporters. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast, and let me know how this podcast is helping you in your work. So thanks for tuning in. We have a great episode lined up for you today, as today I am sharing some action items for you to implement in terms of building an inclusive school culture as well as deepening your skills and capacities for being an inclusive school leader. So on today's podcast, we're going to dive into the topic of inclusion. And on this podcast, I've primarily focused on conversations around race, around gender, diversity, equity, racial equity, etc. But today we're going to focus on inclusion. And the way that I like to define inclusion is about how people feel. We can have a school that is diverse, meaning that the student population can be diverse, the teaching and leadership population can be diverse, okay? We can also have a school that has done a significant job in terms of remedying and reducing and completely eradicating inequities, right? We do have schools and organizations that have met their goals of achieving educational equity the way that they define it. So we can have diversity, we can have equity, but do we always have inclusion in a space? And again, inclusion refers to how people feel. And we particularly want to think about people who have historically been marginalized in America because of their race, gender, identity, disability, et cetera. We particularly want to pay attention to those folks because our experiences and who we are impacts us, right? So we want to think about inclusion in terms of how people feel. And we also want to think about inclusion in terms of people feeling embraced, people feeling affirmed, or people knowing that their voices are heard, that their perspectives are valued and taken into consideration in the same way that other people's perspectives are. So inclusion is about how people feel, the extent to which people are seen, the extent to which people are heard, the extent to which people's identities are validated and humanized within a particular space. All of that is inclusion, (laughs) okay? All of that is inclusion. And that's how I define inclusion here on the Equity Experience Podcast. So as I always like to say, get out some pens, get out some paper, Be prepared to take some notes on today as I am going to share with you seven action steps, okay? Seven action items for inclusive school leadership. That's the topic of today's podcast. Let's get into this. Number one, let's first understand and define what inclusion means, okay? So just a few minutes ago or a few moments ago, I shared my definition and my understanding of inclusion. But for inclusive school leadership to take place, we first have to understand and define what inclusion even means. And so this can look like defining inclusion on a personal level, 
within a team, right? Or for that particular school or district, okay? So we first want to understand and define what inclusion means within a particular space. Are we talking about racial inclusion? Are we talking about inclusion for students with disabilities? Are we talking about creating an inclusive environment that is non-toxic and that is anti-biased? How are we defining inclusion and what sort of framework are we using to help us guide our understanding of inclusion? So that's the first action item, <laughs> okay? That's first things first. Let's first have a clear understanding of what inclusion means for us. Here's another action item. And, you know, these are in no particular order. I know I say first and second and third and all of that, but these are simply ideas to help you in your thinking. So yes, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to share that. Okay, so the second item that I have for you is to facilitate focus groups, right? Facilitate focus groups that are listening sessions. Some people may refer to them as listening circles, or even if you want to go a bit deeper, they can even be healing circles. But facilitate some sort of convened space where people are there to have dialogue and share conversation and ask people. And when I say people, I'm referring to staff, to students, to parents, to community members, to ask them to hold listening sessions and ask them about how they are experiencing the culture or the environment of that particular organization. And it would even be deeper or it could give you some deeper insight to even have those listening sessions specific to people's race or gender or identity in some way, right? So have a listening space where only people who identify as women come, people who identify as Asian American or as Native American, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something to think about. That's another action step or another action item for you to implement and think about to help you build an inclusive school. All right, here's another one that is more for our administrators who may be listening to today's podcast. And this is for you to develop a strategic action plan that has goals and strategies, particularly addressing some of the concerns that may have been raised during the listening sessions. So those listening sessions really should literally be listening sessions where the person who is facilitating the listening session is not there to negate or is not there to deny or critique people's input that has been shared in, in the listening session, but it is really an opportunity for you to be there to listen to people, to really hear what people have to say, to hear their concerns, to hear their experiences to hear how they have made meaning of a classroom or a school or an organization. You know, you're really there to simply listen to folks. So once that data has been gathered and once those listening sessions have been facilitated, as an administrator, you now have some data that you can use to help you in your strategic planning to say, okay, how am I going to be strategic and how I'm going to create an inclusive school culture, right? I know that Building inclusivity is one of my goals, but now that I have collected some data in terms of listening to people, I can then turn that data into specific goals that may have key performance indicators, accountability measures, measures of, of success, et cetera, and now I can be strategic about this. So that is my third 
recommendation for you is to build out an action plan that addresses some of those concerns that were raised during the focus groups. The fourth action item that I have for you is to include marginalized or less privileged people in on the decision-making processes. So really have the decision-making processes really have these events literally be inclusive, right? So that it's not just the same people who are making these decisions and particularly the same people who are more privileged and who have more power to really open up that space so that all folks can contribute in a way, you know, I want to say equal, but (laughs) I want to say equal, but then I don't want to say equal, but to have folks contribute in a way that is shared where the power is not just on one person, right? Where that power is evenly distributed, so to speak, so that people who, who are less privileged in that particular space have the same power as someone else to vote on a decision or to support some sort of policy development in a certain area, okay? So that's my fourth recommendation is to include those folks who are less marginalized, who may have less power within a certain dynamic, include those folks in on those decision-making processes. So, you know, not just simply asking them for their input, not just simply asking them for their opinion or for their feedback, but to say, at this point, we're actually voting on a policy. We're actually voting on a particular procedure and everyone needs to contribute on those voting processes. So that would be another example that I would have or another recommendation rather that I would have for you in terms of being an inclusive school leader, right? An inclusive school leader understands the value and the benefit of distributing power equally, particularly when that power redistribution involves decision-making processes. And actually, I was almost going to title this podcast Characteristics of an Inclusive School Leader but I wanted to focus more on the action items. But I would say that that is a a hallmark or a strong characteristic of a leader who is inclusive, of an inclusive school leader, is that this person understands the value of distributing power, particularly distributing power to those who are less privileged and who are more marginalized within society. Okay, so number five, number five, And we are talking about seven action steps for inclusive school leadership. So we are on number five. And that is to, now this one may require some courage, okay? (laughs) After you write it down, put requires courage in parentheses at the end, okay? So for number five, I have to actually enact and implement decisions and policies that empower people and or that challenge the status quo. Okay, I'll say it again. So number five um, is to enact and implement decisions and policies that empower people and or that challenge the status quo. And the reason why I say to put requires courage at the end, because when we're talking about challenging the status quo, that really requires courage, like for real, okay? And we have been seeing, particularly within the last two years, the effects of that, right? When people challenge the status quo, how a person on an individual level may be impacted, 
as well as around in their community, right? Their local or immediate community. So it requires courage because it is not easy to say something that is going against the grain, right? We're, we're also living in a cancel culture society right now where the slightest thing that you may say in one direction, a group of people, not just one person, but a group of people are quick to ban you, to cancel you, to 86 you, okay, and all of that. So I want to say requires courage, and it requires a lot of things, and that can really be a whole podcast in itself, but it really requires a lot of characteristics and not just courage. It also requires wisdom and strategic thinking, right? When you are deciding to take a position that challenges the status quo, right? It requires a lot of things. It's chess, right? It's chess. And you have to know your move that you're making and how that move may play out two or three steps or two or three moves down the line. So challenging the status quo is not an easy thing to do, but I would definitely say that a person who sees him or herself as an inclusive school leader is all about that life, (laughs) right? It's, It's all about that life of empowering people, understanding the value of people feeling empowered and being empowered as well as the necessity of challenging the status quo and willing to take a hit for it, you know, willing to take a bullet for it, or as people may say, willing to take an L, okay? And that can have some real effects, especially if you have a family, if you have your own personal needs and all of that, where people depend on, depend on you or depend on what you can provide, that can have some real impact. So for number five, I want to say requires courage, comma, wisdom, (laughs) comma, strategic thinking, comma. It requires faith, okay? (laughs) Okay, so it requires a lot of things. And so I say I provide number five with love, okay? I provide that one with all of these with love, but particularly number five because challenging the status quo is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing. It's one that I believe is important and necessary but it is not easy. And I have to recognize that. So number five, enact decisions, enact and implement decisions and policies that empower people and or that challenge the status quo. Okay, number six, um, here's a good one. Number six, increase people's capacity to building an inclusive environment. Okay, as a leader, you have to be or we have to be intentional with increasing people's capacity, right? People who may work within a school or a district or an organization may not necessarily come to their position having the knowledge or the tools or the the skills that they need to really help build an inclusive environment, okay? And that's okay, you know, people are human, you know? But as a leader, you want to be intentional with being aware of that, that people may not be, you know, sort of naturally disposed to, building an inclusive environment. So we want to be intentional about that. So how can we increase people's capacity to building an inclusive environment? One way that you can possibly do this is to address biases, right? So you may hear perhaps a teacher say something biased or do something or engage in some sort of behavior that you know is biased. (laughs) You know, you know it is. That has to be addressed and corrected and remedied. So that is one way that we can increase people's capacity to building an inclusive environment is to address biases when we encounter them, perhaps through a person's words or behavior or actions. 
And then another way is that we can model inclusive behavior, right? That is a strong way to increase people's capacity, particularly as a leader or as an administrator. People are looking at you in terms of how you engage in problem solving, how you deal with particular concerns or problems or issues. So as leaders, we can model inclusive behavior in terms of our communication, how we say things, what we say to people. We can also model inclusive behavior in terms of body language and just overall how we treat people, how we talk to people, how we treat people, even when no one is looking. So those are some ways that we can model inclusive behavior and using that modeling to increase people's capacity for building an inclusive environment is, is, you know, we can't just always talk about it, but we have to also do that with our actions. Some of the other action items that I share with you in a podcast is around talking and engaging in dialogue, but also with inclusion, there has to be some action and behavior that accompanies those words. And the last action item that I have for you on today's podcast is about you, okay, right? Thinking about inclusion and an inclusive beginning with an I. So starting with you, starting with me. One of my favorite songs by Michael Jackson is The Man in the Mirror. You know, I'm a female, so I like to say The Woman in the Mirror. But <laughs> but The Man in the Mirror, that's one of my favorite songs, period, but definitely by Michael Jackson. And that's such a powerful song. That is such a powerful song. And I think about that when I think about inclusive school leadership is that we have to also look at ourselves. And that's my seventh action item for you is to engage in your own personal growth and be intentional about your own development, your own personal development with being an inclusive school leader, which means looking at yourself, being willing to change your ways about you and to recognize and to understand that we all have work to do in that area. We all have work to do in that area. So seeing the I in inclusion is what I would say would be the seventh action item. Seeing the I in inclusion and using yourself as a starting point with building an inclusive environment or an inclusive culture is to start with you as the leader. Understand the areas in which you may need to grow in terms of whatever, in terms of listening, in terms of talking, in terms of behavior, whatever and however you may need to grow and improve yourself, that is all a part of number seven in terms of the seeing the eye in inclusion, okay? So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Once a day, I've shared with you seven action items for inclusive school leadership. So I have to run at this point. My, my baby is calling me, right? Uh, baby boss is calling me. But real quick, let me run these past you again. So we are going to review the action items and we're going to close out. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. Well, let's quickly review the seven action items for inclusive school leadership. Number one, understand and define what inclusion means within your classroom, school, district, or organization. Number two, facilitate focus groups and listening sessions to ask people how they experience the culture and environment of a particular space. Another action item number three is for administrators to develop a strategic action plan that has goals, strategies, and key performance indicators that are aligned with the data that was gathered from the focus groups and listening sessions. Number four, 
include marginalized and less powered and less privileged people in on the decision-making processes within the district or organization. Number five, enact and implement decisions and policies that empower people and or that challenge the status quo. Number six, increase people's capacity to building an inclusive environment. And some examples in terms of increasing people's capacity can mean addressing biases and then modeling inclusive behavior, as well as providing professional learning opportunities. That's a big one. And I didn't say that one earlier, but providing professional learning opportunities to help increase people's capacity to building an inclusive environment. And then number seven, the last action item is for inclusion to begin with an I. And so that means for an individual to take a closer look at themselves and understand the areas of improvement for personal growth and for personal development and to make those changes, right? And then also put in, listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror song. All right. So thank you for tuning into this podcast. I hope the information that I shared with you around the topic or on the topic of seven action items for inclusive school leadership. I hope that this information was helpful for you. I really do, because this is how all of us grow, is that we learn information, we listen to other people's ideas, we access people's ideas, we receive it, and then we reflect on it. And in some way, we try to figure out how to implement what we can from what we have now accessed and then move forward. So this is how all of us grow is by accessing information and sharing information at the same time. So seven excellent items for inclusive school leadership. I hope this information was helpful for you. Please be sure to share, to subscribe, to leave a review, and let me know your thoughts of how this podcast is helping you in your work. Until next time, I hope that you are well. I hope that you are taking care of yourself. Make sure to love on yourself and love on your loved ones as well. Until next time, you all be well and be blessed. Bye-bye.